0: 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner, broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Good evening and welcome to Coach's Corner with Terrence Arnie, broadcasting live from Ison's Family Pizza right here in downtown Batesville on George Street. So if you drive by, blow the horn or wave, let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. We've got an outstanding show lined up for you, as we generally do. Uh, We're going to spend some time in North Decatur, have an opportunity to talk to several of their Hall of Fame class inductees. And then we'll talk a little girls' basketball with East Central head coach, uh, Coach Moore, Kevin Moore. And then we'll close things out as we generally do, still talking basketball, have an opportunity to speak with the head ball coach at Batesville, uh, Coach Aaron Guerin. Uh We want to thank you so much for choosing to join us tonight here on Coach's Corner. And we'll like to thank our sponsors as well for helping to make the broadcast possible. Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Garings, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, Great Plains Communications, Ison's Family Pizza, Bruns, Gutswiller, Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Hurt and Elko, Fleetwood, Chevrolet, Buick, SEI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana, REMC, Mary Huntington, Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Helm, and Ivy Tech Community College. Let's go ahead and get things Started here this evening, as promised, wanted to talk to some of this year's inductees into North Decatur's um, Hall of Fame class. And I'll tell you quite the class it is. But before we even get into that, I got to tell you, North Decatur, we already know they've put together quite a. a year it's been quite a year for North Decatur you all remember the success of uh, their football team going to semi-state just an unbelievable run um, they had this year and, and at the time we even thought that that type of success would easily lead into more success in other uh, other areas of their athletic program and right now I had an opportunity to Called a game there on Friday night as they played Batesville. And let me tell you, their basketball team is really, their men's club is really rounding into shape and putting together a nice season of their own. A huge weekend for them. Back-to-back victories on Friday and Saturday night. And moving up in class to get those wins. Had a win over Batesville there at home and then back that up with a win over East Central as well. So definitely a hats off. Uh, to North Decatur and then of course we have the pleasure and the opportunity as promised to talk to some of those inductees and first and foremost to get things kicked off we get the the benefit of talking to one of my broadcast partners in fact if you followed our North Decatur football coverage you'd have heard him on air with me I'm speaking of none other uh, than Coach Gary Sully Coach Sully, welcome to the program. Thank you. I appreciate you offering to bring us here. Let's make sure we got that mic tuned up. Let's try that again for you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you guys offering to bring us here. Well, Coach, be a little bit different. Normally, you and I, we're watching a ball game, talking about the athletes on the field. But uh, today, well, we're going to, as they say, we're going to toot your horn. And hopefully, you can help me out there and, and toot it yourself. Uh Coach, you had obviously just a remarkable career at, at North Decatur um, as a coach, um, assistant athletic director. I mean, you you had your hands in just about everything, not just football, but baseball, too. In fact, I think you're still the winningest baseball coach of all time there at, at North Decatur. Let me just ask you this from the outset when you look back over your career at North Decatur and you find out that they've bestowed you with this honor going into the hall of fame what what does that mean to you? Well, when you go into
1: coaching you know thirty eight years ago or whenever it was that I started coaching here, you know that you just want to come in and do the best that you can do and try mm-hmm. to make it better than when you got there and at that time our our athletic programs were struggling pretty good, right. and uh, you know I, I had the honor of coaching with some really good head coaches it, it, that kind of taught me the way. Uh, when I first got to North Decatur, many people have probably heard the name Jim Shannon, mm-hmm. and down at New Albany now, Jim was the head coach. He that was his first head coaching spot, and then uh, Jack O'Rourke was the head coach, and then after Jack, then came uh, um, Pat Ludwig. And then I took over for Pat. And then after uh, Jim Shannon left, and Gary Cook took over, and uh, things started turning around, and those guys started getting things going in the right direction. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you put in a whole lot of effort. I, I joke with my wife quite a bit about, you know, at that time, for many years, I didn't think there was an activity that would go on at North Decatur that I'd didn't need to be at (laughs) right and you know i would go to plays and i would go to you know different things and my kids were in music uh in band and in choir and all that sort of musicals and all that sort of stuff and i would go to every single one of them and um it's uh it's a great honor i really appreciate it you know sometimes you don't think about it that you want to be there that much but then when you you get people that feel like you deserve to be there and um i had um students come up to me after the you know i was uh, inducted was just you know hey you deserve to be here and all that and that Mm -hmm. means more to me than probably people can imagine because to be honest with you i I told the night the night of the banquet Mm -hmm. i said you know the people that got me here it's not me right it's the athletes that went through the program that went i i put them through a lot to get where you know to do what we wanted to do and they stuck with it and bought in and they and they they got
0: me at this point where i am right well coach let, let me ask you this now you we mentioned you know coach football baseball basketball um all these different uh sports there and you were named coach of the year not once not twice we'll go a little lebron james on you here but three four five six different times mm-hmm. you were named uh coach of the year for for your efforts there and you know this year in particular maybe come out of last year into this year just on the national stage there was this debate going on about coaching you 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 heard kevin durant and Kyrie Irving telling the world on a on, a, on live TV that it didn't matter who the coach was, they didn't need a coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you when you hear that, obviously, being a coach and a coach of your caliber, that makes you laugh. But in your own words, why is co- I've always said coaching matters. But in your own words, why is coaching so important, especially when we're talking about? these impressionable student-athletes?
1: Well, I think the coaching aspect of it, it it basically, we're leading in the right direction. It gives them an organization. It gives them organization to get where we need to go. I think if you just put a group of athletes out there Mm -hmm. and you just tell them to go play you got athletes, but you're also going to have, you know, attitudes that, you know, Hey, I'm the best. I'm going to, you know, get me the ball. Don't give me the ball. Don't give them the ball. You know, Hey, everybody wants to be the quarterback. Everybody right. wants to run the ball, Yeah. you know? And, um, the, the coach is there to kind of guide them. You know, I, I got into coaching. Uh, I, I had a great high school coach. that was like a father to me mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, he did things the right way right and that's what i I didn't want politics to get involved i didn't want well you know you're only playing them because of their dad i want things to be done the right way and kids come out of my program you hear quite a bit i want them coming out of my program better than they came in yeah i want to make good teenagers into even better men there you go and um that was kind of our our goal. And the coaches that coach with me, and as I said at the banquet, I don't really like the term assistant coach. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to use it. But, um, you know, I had a group of coaches, Randy Records, who coached here at Batesville for a while, Sam Field, you know, several others, Dennis Crow, a lot of these people. And basically, we all coached together. Yeah. The only time if, if there needed to be a decision made, at that point in time, I made it. Right. You know, if – If uh, uh, stuff was going to hit the fan, I'm the one that's going to take (laughs) it. Right, right. But as far as coaching, I just gave them – you'd see my practice schedule. I'd give them a a practice schedule. It was pretty Mm -hmm. much empty. And I'd say, okay, we're going to do this at this time. And then they would fill in what drills they wanted to do. Right. And, you know, I had great people that bought into what I wanted to get accomplished. Right. And – um. That makes a big difference, and like you, you know, like you, I started out saying that was the whole idea was to guide them to get them to be good people. There you go. And uh, you know, I used an analogy. I used to do a nickel jar, and if the kids said a bad word on on the field. <clears throat> I'd say you owe me a nickel. Now, right. I never went and forced the kid to put a nickel right. in the jar, but they would always come in. Usually, they, I don't have a nickel. Here's a quarter. I had people give me a dollar. Right? You know, um, I'd always clean out my pockets afterwards after school, and you know, at the end of the season, we would go do, donate to shop with the cop. We donated one time. One of our students was killed, and they were taken uh for um, taken up for a, a tombstone. Right. And we donated for a tombstone. Different stuff like sure, that. Well. Sure. I think kids need to see that that right. you know that's that's kind of how the world works, right. and you know that's the right thing to do, and that's what we always tried to do.
0: Yeah, and a fine, fine job you were able to do. You were there at North Decatur for thirty-four years as a teacher and a coach, and you know in in those different sports. <clears throat> Five conference championships, two sectional championships, and as I mentioned, uh, still the all time winningest baseball coach two hundred and twenty eight wins on on your career. Now, coach <clears throat> goes without saying obviously you did you're doing something right when you look at that amount of success. Was there one not to really put you on the spot, but was there one discipline that you enjoyed better than the other was? Did you like the football because of the size of the team, or did you like basketball better because of the space of the game? Which, which, one would you say you 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 really really enjoyed out of all of that? I, that's it's hard to, to say. Um, I mean, I enjoyed
1: both sure. basketball probably, and it was the same way when I was in high school. You know, I I was a football baseball guy, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, same deal. Football. I enjoyed football. I enjoyed the kids, but the, you know, and I enjoyed the adrenaline sure. that goes with coaching. There's a, it's a totally different beast, in my mm. opinion, coaching football and coaching baseball. Right. And uh, I mean, I always got focused and all that sort of stuff. But on, it was a different animal on the football side of things. The biggest problem with football and anybody that's coached. Football is going to know it's the scouting, right? Because by the back then, you had you know I went from videotape, mm-hmm. and then you had to go in and you had to dub videotape. So we didn't have a high speed dub. So you went in and you <laughs> dubbed it, and you sat there and watched it, and then you had to have two copies. So then you had to do it over again, and then you know then we went to the CDs, but then we had to go and trade with the with the other coaches, which I love that, right? I, mean, I enjoyed going. Trading film, talking to coaches. I made a lot of great friends doing that. Right. And uh, you don't get that anymore with the computer end of things. Mm -hmm. Baseball, there's not a lot of scouting with it. Sure. Um, You just go and you play and you you keep your records. And then if you play them again, then you, okay, well, here's what they did the last time. Right. Um, But as far as me, I can't really tell you that I, I. had one favorite over the other. They mm. both of them had their their things. I enjoyed coaching basketball. Basketball really didn't end well for me. We had different philosophies a lot of times and, and I just it, not that it was a bad thing. It was just, you know what? Right. I'm going to stay with the other two mm-hmm. um i coach boys basketball i coach girls basketball um but again i enjoy doing that too it's always a different sure and uh but you know the whole idea was you know and you're talking about the number of wins and it's just basically a fluke that i know how many wins <laughs> that i had because we had a coach when i got out the first time took over and made the record book and put it all in there Well, mm-hmm. i upgrade updated it every year after that right football if you ask me how many wins like i haven't got a clue right I, I that stuff never entered my head i don't care i done what i did last year and i you know i know certain things and that's sure. all i care about sure but, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I can really give you a straight answer to that because I enjoyed the whole whole the whole the thing.
0: Well, actually, I think that probably is the right
2: answer, Coach.
0: Well, listen, I, like I said, Coach, it's it's been a pleasure being able to spend some time with you in this format, different than what we normally do. Uh, but before I let you go, Coach, I, I will say this to you. You know, I talk to a lot of coaches throughout Southeastern Indiana, whether it's football or soccer, basketball, you name it. And uh, there's a handful of coaches that I know that when I have them on the program or I get a chance to talk to them, I know without a shadow of a doubt at the end of that conversation, end of that interview, end of that interaction, I'm going to learn something that I didn't already know. Coach, you are one of those individuals that every time that we're together and every time that we talk, I learn something every single time. And so I just wanted to say to you, congratulations on your illustrious career and and thank you for being that being who you are as a coach in this community and i like i said i'm grateful and gracious for every time you and i spend time together because i learn something every single time well i appreciate you
1: saying that that's that goes a long way you know that's kind of my big thing i just what you see is what you get right you know i'm not a i'm not a fake person i don't say one thing to your face and then do something (laughs) else it's you want to know something right I'm going to tell you the answer. You may not like my answer, but I'm going to tell you the answer, and it's going to be honest. So I, I appreciate you saying that.
0: Well, 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 good deal again, and thank you for spending time with us uh, today, Coach. Again, congratulations on the honor, and Coach's Corner continues. When we get back after the break, we'll hear from another one of those Hall of Fame inductees, Marcia Kent, right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com
3: Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Gehrings has it all With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area You're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Gehrings today Whirlpool and Gehrings, 316 North Main, Batesville
2: Light.
4: You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Dyson's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI.
0: And I am truly excited about our next guest. Um, she is the only female inductee into the North Decatur Hall of Fame class of 2023. I'm speaking of none other than then Marsha Miller, but now Marsha Kent. Marsha, how are you? I am well. Good, good. And thank you so much for joining the show today. You graduated from North Decatur in uh, 1978. As a three athlete, uh, three sport athlete, volleyball, track, and basketball, right? That is correct. And and of those
5: three sports, Marsha, which which did you enjoy the most? Um, basketball. Okay, good, deal. good no, deal. I must say it was nice to be able to to change up. I think it's nice to be able to do multiple st- sports. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. That's an
0: ongoing debate that I have with with people in. Um, uh, in sports, whether it be coaches or athletes, so it sounds like you agree with me that multiple sports, multiple sport athletes are better than specializing.
5: I, I think so. It gives you a chance to use different skills and break some monotony and you know, probably better on your body.
0: Oh, that's a that's that's a very good point. Now, during your time at North Decatur, you uh, and of course, with those three different sports you were playing, um, you had an opportunity to earn 10 varsity letters um, you earned all conference honors in, in three of those in those three sports um, and you also was a regional qualifier in track, is that right? That's correct. Now what uh, event did you run in track and field?
5: Um, I did shot put uh, I ran the 800 which I don't that was a, a really long distance at that time it seems. and uh, I did high jump and I jump, I guess, was the better of them. Okay,
0: Now, Marsha, I, I, I have to ask, um, of course, this is an enormous honor, and and what does it mean to you to be inducted into North Decatur's Hall of Fame?
5: Oh, it's certainly a great surprise. Um, David Espenda was a family friend growing up. We kind of grew up together, um, and he contacted me about it, and I was certainly shocked, because uh, I did attend the first inauguration uh, because of Terry Canals uh, being a teammate, and I just mm-hmm. listened to all the things that they, those inductees did, and I went, oh my gosh, they you know, they were something. So, <laughs> certainly surprised, and, you know, I, not anything I ever expected, that's for sure. And, and, and let me ask you this, as far as the
0: Miller family goes, do you have any any other family members that uh, are that attend North Decatur or or have attended or, or played sports there? Um, the
5: uh, currently uh, a cousin, uh, granddaughter of a cousin of mine is playing basketball. Uh, the Coons girl. Uh huh. So that's a relative. Uh, my sister went through there, and uh, uh, I think uh, 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 Boardman. Uh, they went through there, but uh, Brandon Borgman played basketball when he was through, and that was my cousin's son. Okay, well, that must be special too, in and of itself, to to
0: represent the family and know that uh, that future members of the family will will, will see your name, see that uh, uh, on you know uh, as as a Hall of Fame member for for all the rest of time.
5: Yeah, <laughs> like you said, it's pretty surreal because um, it was just something you did and didn't think about it. And there were so many other very good athletes that I got to play for knew went through. So
0: Now, Marcia, you also, after leaving North Decatur, again, graduated in 78, you went on to play – Um, at Marion College. Now, what sports did you participate on the collegiate level? Uh,
5: I played both volleyball and basketball.
0: Okay. And on a a four-year starter, um, all four years uh, for both sports, I understand.
5: Right. I mean, you know, um, worked your way in. Didn't start as a freshman starting, but worked your way in to to play it. uh, Yeah. And we got better every year. It's kind of like got in there as they were starting to build their program a little more and uh, so we, we improved, and we we were uh, we were good in our division. I'll say that.
0: Okay, good deal. Now, now let me ask you this, Marcia: that making that leap from high school athletics to the collegiate level. Talk a little bit about what that adjustment was like for you.
5: Well, Marion was uh, Division Three, so it wasn't nearly as time-consuming as. Uh, you know, those that are in there on scholarships and things like that. But uh it was certainly a way to get you to uh budget your time, that's for sure, because there was a lot of travelling on the road yet and we did it we did it in vans. So you learn to study <laughs> while you're riding in a van and getting everything done and which studies to take with you and which ones to try to get back, uh done with earlier. Uh but it was good. I mean, it's certainly more competitive. Uh, you know, I was no longer the tallest person on the floor <laughs> or the strongest. So yeah, yeah, you had to adjust to that. And,
0: and, and lastly, Marsha, when you think about this honor and you look back over your high school and even college career, what are some of the things that, that you picked up along the way being a student-athlete? that you've carried with you throughout your life?
5: Well, it certainly takes a team to win, and it takes a team to get uh, be successful in anything that you're doing. Uh, you're not going to do it on your own. And it, may, it takes many different parts. Uh, you know, I I was a center, and I didn't get the, you know, I'm not going to score points unless somebody gets me the ball. And I, I was blessed with very good guards that I played with. Um, I was a hitter, and I had to have... Um, People that were willing to set me and set me the way that worked best for me. And, again, I was very blessed to have that. Uh, so uh, in in anything you do, you need support. And, uh, and from a teaching, uh, I was a teacher. And, you know, you needed the support of administration and parents and everything to get the job done. It wasn't just I wasn't going to be successful by myself doing it.
0: That's a, That's a very, very... Um, Good point there. Marsha Miller-Kent, North Decatur High School Hall of Fame, induction class of 2023. Marsha, thank you so much for joining us. And um, if you're making it down to the ceremony, I hope that's a wonderful night for you. You definitely earned it.
5: Well, thank you so very much for this opportunity. And, again, I'm very honored to, to be involved with us. So thank you.
2: Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is turning 50. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko, we appreciate the faith you put in us, and we'll never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, celebrating 50 years of excellence.
0: Back to more Coach's Corner
4: delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. We all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Coach's
0: Corner rolls on live from Ison's Family Pizza, downtown Batesville. We want to thank our sponsors the aforementioned Ison's Family Pizza, Bruns, Gutsville, Georgia's Pharmacy Medical Equipment, and Hurt and Elko. Uh, North Dakota, they held their banquet for their Hall of Fame inductees. That was back on January the 14th, earlier this month. And along with uh, Coach Gary Sully and uh, Marcia miller kent they also inducted doug bowman doug from the class of 1990 all three of those individuals um are going into the hall of fame and just a big congratulations on the accomplishment I'm, i'm sure their family their friends all involved are extremely proud of what they were able to accomplish let's head on down the road To East Central as we have an opportunity to speak with uh, ladies head coach, Coach Kevin Moore. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Terrence. Appreciate it. Good to have you back on. Um, You guys have, uh, well, since the last time you and I spoke, you guys have just been doing nothing but winning 13. It's your 13th straight winning season. You finish out the season uh, undefeated in EIAC play. Uh, 15 and 10 on, uh, on, on the season. And you guys are raring to go to get things kicked off here for your sectional. And, um, I think when we talked earlier this year, I remember we we're having a conversation that you guys are at the point now where that sectional championship is expected. It's not yeah. just something that you put on the board as a goal. It's, it's expected, right?
6: It is. And, and with, with the success we've had the last three years, it should be a goal. And with all the returning kids that we have and, um, it's it's something that's often talked about. You know, with our non-conference schedule, that's the intent behind the teams that we play: the Mount Notre Dame's, the Dixie Heights, the uh, Bedford's, all, all the teams that are on our non-conference schedule are the you know are there for a reason. Sure, they're, they're trying to prepare us for that February run. And um, at four A, you're you're not going to have many cupcakes, especially and on our F- sectional fourteen, and then obviously beyond that in regional and so on.
0: And to really just kind of illustrate that point about the teams that you'll play in this sectional. That out of that sectional, five teams in that sectional have a winning record. Of course, you're, you're one of those, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, when you get to this point of the season, there are no slouches. There are no yeah. easy wins. Yeah. I mean, everybody is a, is a player. And,
6: and then the team that doesn't have a winning record, uh, Columbus East, who we play, played probably a top-ten schedule. Yeah. So they're playing the Zionsvilles, the Fishers, and Hamilton Southeasterns, which, like we talked the last time, when you play that type of season or schedule, you're, you're going to lose a lot of those 50 50 games. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. And so I try not to get too caught up in looking at records. And like if you look at Shelbyville's record uh, comparative to East on paper, East would probably be an underdog. But in reality, if those two teams played, right. East would be, a, you know, they're a much better team. So sure. I, we try not to get too caught up in records, especially with our kids. Um, and they're, they're pretty smart basketball players in terms of knowing the right. good teams around the state.
0: So, from a coaching standpoint, uh, when you get to this part of the season, for you, you know, you're getting your girls ready to play against teams that they've pretty much seen everything, mm-hmm. right? You, I mean, there's not a whole lot that you're going to throw at them yeah. that they're going to be like, oh, we, we've never seen this before. What's the, what is that like when, when you're game planning?
6: That's nice, especially with a veteran group. I mean, we have seven seniors, so, uh-huh. um, you know, this isn't their first postseason and not their first varsity season. So. Uh, it it does make things a little bit easier on the um, scouting report for us, so we don't have to go into so much detail. Right. Whereas when you have a younger group, you've got to weigh that, all right, how much— information overload versus just enough so sure. uh, having a veteran group certainly allows us to do that and then having the leadership of julia team back you know she's been out most of the year and mm-hmm. just came back the last couple weeks she's a tremendous on the court leader on coach on the court coach so she definitely directs traffic out there and having her back has certainly solidified our defense and you know we we played bedford to a one or two possession game two weeks ago and, right. and when you look at the the 4a bracket they're, they're clearly the best 4a team in the southern state um, so just kind of allows our kids to see where we're at
0: when you talk about <clears throat> leadership on that team let's let's talk about a couple of your seniors uh laney baker averaging 13.2 this season uh three and a half rebounds three assists and a couple of steals in there as well talk about what she's meant to this this club yeah. here in her, her, her senior year
6: sure no she she's kind of the energizer bunny for this group yeah know, she's she's relentless um Fearless, maybe a better word, because she's never um, shied away from the big moments. Right? And, um, maybe has improved more than any kid we've had in the four years she's been there. Right? Um, she's certainly put her time in the weight room, and she, you know, she had a growth spurt, which certainly helped her. But you know, she's put a lot of time in her and her dad. You know, he's my varsity assistant, so okay. they're in the gym a lot. There um, you go. He's, he's an all-time rebounder for her. So <laughs> um, I, she's certainly earned all of the success that she's she's been given.
0: And of course, we couldn't have a conversation about. Senior leadership, without talking about trable, uh a walking double-double, yeah. twenty-point-eight points, ten rebounds per game, uh, three assists, two-point-seven steals, and and working on those block numbers as well, yeah. <laughs> about yeah. uh, almost two blocks per game. Talk about and it, it, it's crazy, coach. Because I, I look at that and I'm like man, it seems like she was a freshman
6: it does. two years.
0: I mean, it, 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 yeah. she's she's a senior now. Yeah. Talk about what, what it's been. You no, know,
6: it's cool to see the transformation. You know, when you say, when you think about her as a freshman, Yeah, she just, she didn't think. She just reacted yeah. and played. And yeah. Now she's got a little bit of basketball IQ to her and just, she just finds herself in the right spots. You know, she's not a an overly big kid, but she's averaging like three, four blocks a game because Mm -hmm. she's always in the right spot. She's averaging almost 11 rebounds, not because she's overly big, because she's always in the right spot. She just, just the, the uh, experience of playing in big games, playing year round in a sense that the AU circuit has really helped too. And um, she's, she's a handful for defense because, you know, obviously we want to try to get her the ball in the post and mid post Mm -hmm. for her because that's where her bread and butter is. But when she shoots 35% of the three point line, you know, that's a matchup problem. Exactly. So um right. and, and she's she's really, really played well these last two and three weeks. So I'm looking forward to having a huge game tomorrow night.
0: You said something and I, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's an unpopular opinion, but it's not something that you always hear. You just talked about the AAU circuit being a positive yeah for kids, you know. The national conversation is how AAU is yeah. destroying basketball as we know it. Um, in your opinion, what are what are, from what you've seen? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are your kids getting from
6: playing a, yeah, AAU ball? It's it's tough because it's all about fit. You know, when you have kids that play multiple sports, which we do. I mean, we have. 29 kids in our program this year and 21 of them play multiple sports so wow. it's all about finding the right fit because like joe that's the only thing she played with basketball so she was able to get on that national scene and get on a team that was the best fit for her right. to get recognized to get recruited um, whereas we have some of our younger kids where maybe they're not wanting to play division one or two division two basketball but they right. want to become better basketball players so right. they're more of a regional au team where they're not traveling so much maybe they're Good. not practicing as much so we, we we try to in, um, influence kids to play it but it's not necessary sure you know what i mean and, and it's if you get them with the wrong group then they start to learn bad habits right um, so there is that give and take but for the most part we've had kids and families that have had really positive experiences um and and i'd, I'd like to think that we have a little bit of help in that in regards to putting them in the right places with the connections and, and the tryouts
0: uh, that, that's interesting so i so all AAU teams are not created equal. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. It, it certainly is about fit. That's right. for sure.
0: Okay, good deal. Good deal there. Um, so you guys already obviously know your sectional draw. You'll yeah. be in action at Shelbyville tomorrow night, playing uh, an eight and twelve Columbus East team uh, there in the first round. What type of uh, challenge does this Columbus sure. East team present? They're
6: big. I mean they have a lot of size. Uh, they're they're very veteran as well. I think they have seven seniors as well. They play a matchup zone. Okay. So, you know, trying to find those gaps, trying to find the, the high post opportunities, low post opportunities for what we want to do. You know, that, that presented a challenge the first time we played. Um and then, because we're not overly big mm-hmm. and they have size, we have to certainly do our best to keep the ball on the low post. And they have a kid average 27 points a game. So,
5: mm-hmm.
6: and I'd say 25 of those are on the right blocks. So, <laughs> you know, right. following our game plan is going to be key. And, and uh, I'm confident that our kids are going to do that defensively. Can't always control whether the ball goes in the hoop, though. Sure. So, uh, we can always control as much as we can on the defensive end. And, and that's really in the last three weeks. I think we're giving up on average of like 32, 33 points a game. So obviously the the talent level will be better at the the sectional level that we play. Um, So it'll be hard to do that, keep them in the 30s. But if we can keep it in that low 40 range, uh, I think it gives us the best chance to win.
0: Every coach in America will say how important it is that their team's hitting on all cylinders. They're playing their best ball this time of year. How On a scale of 1 to 10... What do you think you guys are? No. Now?
6: That, yeah, it's a good I would say, I would say we're closer to 10 than five. So, yeah. um, getting teaming and back helped. It kind of solidified our rotation. I had, You know, she's been our primary ball handler for the last two and a half years. So Mm -hmm. I I think that gives Laney the opportunity to slide back into that attacking role and Josie maybe not having to bring the ball up so much in in situations as well. So, and then defensively, like I said, we're we're really locked in and we've been known as a really good defensive team. And uh, at at times this season, I didn't know if they understood what I was talking about half the time. So, uh, teams, uh, this is not an exaggeration. So, teams have shot 43% from the three point line against us this year, which is in unbelievable number that would lead the NBA by the way (laughs) three point field goal percentage Yeah. and then there for about a 10 game stretch teams were shooting 51% from three so sometimes teams just shoot it well against you and you know we we didn't shoot it well ourselves we didn't score it well so that's why we've probably lost a few more games this season than we have in the past but uh, I, I feel really good about where we are defensively and then we're, we're not going to look to outscore teams yes. we're not in a scoring contest we're, we're trying to score one more point than the other team right. so right uh, and when you slow things down you're going to be in possession type games so um, that that means you've got to take care of it and and we've certainly done that I think we've averaged less than less than eight turnovers the last three or four games and and not given up any offensive rebounds so th- those are things that are huge for me
0: okay good deal good deal well you know the the adage is that defense is what actually wins championships. for sure so um the fact that you guys are locked in on the defensive end of the floor should bode yeah, well. Yeah. Coach, we look forward to seeing exactly what you do here. Appreciate that. And uh, we will check in with you down the road. Hopefully we'll be uh, talking again about the regional. I love it. We'll do it. <laughs> All, right. All right. That Thanks. was head coach Kevin Moore with uh, the East Central Lady Trojans. They'll be battling tomorrow night the Shelbyville sectional. Taken on columbus east we got more coaches corner Come up here just a sec right after this on country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com
3: brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
7: close by.
0: Coach's Corner, delivered
4: by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. Yeah, I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Isen's for allowing us to be here, thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI.
0: <sighs> and welcome back, Coach's Corner, continues. Here live from Ison's Family Pizza in beautiful downtown Batesville. Right there on George Street, if you drive by, wave, blow the horn, let us know you're listening. And we'd also like to take the opportunity to thank some more of our sponsors, again, that help make these broadcasts possible. Mary Huntington, Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Health, and Ivy Tech Communication. Uh, The Lady Trojans will be in action tomorrow night at the Shelbyville uh tournament there they'll be taking on columbus east and before we get out of here we will try to run through uh the games that you'll be able to hear right here on 103.9 on your fm dell all the games this week is the ladies take center stage to get things underway but we'll close the show out as we generally do speaking with head coach for Batesville men's basketball
7: coach Aaron Garrett has joined us on the program. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Terrence. It's hard to believe we're talking about girls sectional. This season has really, really quickly. Wish the the area teams good luck, and especially the Batesville Bulldogs. <clears throat> My former player, Mitch Taylor, excited for him to experience his first postseason as a head coach. And those girls, I've, I've followed that team closely this year. They've worked hard. You've seen some of their games. Yes, they just got yes. better and better and better. And, and I'm looking forward for a big week for him in the, in the tournament. Yeah, expecting big things from uh, from that program. Um, and
0: and speaking of big things, uh, a good week and a big weekend rather for the Bulldogs. Back to backs, Friday Saturday night. You split those two games. Um, North Decatur on Friday night got the better of you, fifty-two forty-one. But you turn around on the short, the short turnaround. Um, and get the victory at home against Hauser, 58-49. Let's go back to Friday night. I think I described it on air as the Bulldogs getting a taste of their own medicine, thinking about the buzz saw that Franklin County ran into on a packed gym the previous Friday night. And uh, those kids, credit to the Chargers, they were ready to play, but that gym had a lot to do uh, with the energy that
7: they used in that game. Yeah, I agree. It's it's fun. I played at South Decatur. when you get those smaller gymnasiums full of people, and that's why the kids work so hard. That's why the coaches work so hard sure. to be in those environments and in, in those arenas. Right? We always talk about being in the arena. And like you said, North Decatur is a solid basketball team. Their record is what it is. They're well coached. They've got a lot of experience in that floor. That's played a lot of a lot of RC basketball. And if, if, have no clue, but I bet if you were to pull the North Decatur Chargers, there's a team that they want to beat the most of all the season is oh, yeah. probably us. Yeah in regards to how last last year's game went down when they were on the verge of winning, and and boom, all of a sudden, it's it's a game we were able to win. And this year, I I felt good about it. I thought Jack and and Cole really anchored us well throughout the game. Right. But we just, Terrence, we couldn't get anything going offensively. I think our only three was Cole Pride early in the game in transition. Yeah. So, for the game, we shot under 30%. And the fourth quarter, we shot 5 of 10 from the free throw line, saying and win very many basketball games shooting those percentages and, and some of our misses too and we say five of ten from the free throw line some of those were front ends yes so it's actually missing more opportunities to score points and we opened that we closed the third with a Kate kaiser pull up at the buzzer to to put us up one we opened the fourth running a set going to jack runkmeyer that he converted to go up three and from there it just got away from us we missed some of those shots missed some of those bunnies missed some of those free throws didn't do so well on the other end in a couple of defensive possessions. And then Kredsen and Decatur, especially Muckerhyde, they stepped up there and they hit their free throws. Right. They only missed two free throws all game. That's that's always going to be the difference in a close basketball game.
0: No doubt there. You you mentioned Kate Kaiser, and he had a, a, a pedestrian night that Friday night. But big lift, big turnaround on Saturday. 13 points, got into double digits at three. Three of your players got into double digits on Saturday. Let's talk a little bit about the turnaround with, with, with Kaiser. Was there a challenge put out to Cade to between Friday and Saturday um, in terms
7: of his score? I'll, I'll address it as a group because there was a challenge put out to all of them. Okay. In terms of I didn't sleep very much Friday night. Right. Um, broke down film. Got things ready to go for the guys in terms of not only our opponents Saturday night but also looking back on Friday night. And a pretty stern challenge is laid at Cade's feet, Cole's feet, and and Jack's feet. Right. In terms of some things we've got to improve on and do better, both offensively and defensively. And Cole Pride is having one heck of a season for us. He is. But he can do better. And that's the exciting thing for him. And nobody embraces that more than Cole Pride. So just in terms of how coachable he is, the leader he is for us as a team captain, and Cade and Gronk are right there with him. But Terrence, what I would say, going from Friday to Saturday night, is there's no doubt our perimeter struggled on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So where that's Cade, Sam Johnson, Gus, Carson. Those four, from a perimeter standpoint, we, we didn't get much Friday night, and they completely flipped the script Saturday night. They did. And played really well. And we started off the game hitting four, four threes, just boom, boom, boom. Then cooled off a little bit. Hauser came back in the second quarter. It's a, I think we're up one at halftime, maybe two at halftime. Correct. Came out had a pretty strong third quarter and got into the guys a little bit at halftime in some terms of things, effort-wise, some schematic things. But then we hit shots, and nothing's going to ever substitute in a basketball game the ability to hit shots. Right. And you saw some of that happen. And Gus and Carson ran the floor a lot better for us from the point guard position, created some really good defensive plays. And I grabbed Gus at some point in the third quarter after he missed a couple of his threes early in terms of Gus. Let's see how much you've matured. You're going to have some more opportunities because they're having to converge on our inside game with Jack and, and Cole. You're going to get, get more opportunities. Right. And he stepped up and hit two of those threes in, in this third quarter. Uh, Sam Johnson ended up hitting four for the game, I believe, at least Correct. three. Right. Um, like you said, he's one of the ones that got in double figures. Cole probably did what he did. Cade really got going downhill. Jack didn't score as much for us Saturday night, but just he had the, he had the rebounds he always has, anchors us defensively. He, he's really special in that zone on that wing. As far as teams think they have a high low look, when it punctures our the nail hole there at the middle of the free throw line, and all of a sudden it, Jack gets a hand on it, gets it stolen, and does a really nice job in our zone. But and I think you and I talked about this on Saturday after the game. I think it's going to come down a lot to how our perimeter guys handle pressure. And that, right. That's going to start with Carson and Gus. They do a great job applying pressure, whether it be zoner, man. But those two guys really did a much better job Saturday just playing basketball, handling the ball with confidence. I mean, I can he didn't hit it, but Carson took a confident three. Mm-hmm. Gus hit a couple threes. Those other guys did it. So that thing, when it's clicking like that, and, and the biggest thing, Terrence, it, may be a, it seems like a small thing. We had some turnovers trying to punch it into Cole, yeah. but we also had some possessions which the guys are starting to see, more of them are starting to see it more quickly, fake the ball into Jack or Cole, let that defense converge on them, and then we, you saw some skip passes being made. Right, right. And That's when those guys got their feet set and had some open looks so or we attacked the recovering defense, and those are the subtleties that are going to lead us to good things. Yeah, I remember we, you, you talked about
0: that the previous week, and I appreciate you bringing it. Cause it was going to be one of, my, one of my questions about – being able to find different ways to get the ball into Cole, not just trying to lob it over the top. So it was good to see some of that come into fruition. Um, We talked about uh, Sam and his threes. He He opened up the game with three threes, uh, Cole had the fourth one there to get things started. And then late, picked up kind of where he, where he left off. A really, really good shooting night for him. So I would imagine he would be one of those that we said met the challenge in terms of picking up scoring.
7: Yeah, and he's going to have to, right? He's there around, especially through the County attorney. He was almost that 20-point mark. He slid back down to right, of, right under 17 points. Mm-hmm. His rebounding is he's close to averaging a double-double. So he's going to have to be a guy... Because if you remember last week, I think it was last week we talked about where he'd had three straight games where he didn't score in the second half. Right. So I did some more research, reached out to some coaching friends. I paid a lot of attention to what Purdue does. So we were able to put in three different sets that they don't, they don't all go to Cole, but yeah. they all end up in the paint somehow, whether it be Cole, Jack, or a penetration drive, just to have something more comfortable to go to. When doggone it, we need a bucket. Yeah. And I think those guys accepted those three new sets pretty well. They, they paid off for us this weekend as we ran them. And we're going to use Cole. And Cole does a good job of internalizing because he was getting frustrated with himself. Mm-hmm. But I think I've got him understanding, too. When I, I've shown some clips, he makes things happen. If he never even touches the ball in terms of just looking in that post, you'll see right. teams from the backside run. And when those skip passes are being made, Cole doesn't get the assist on those. Right. But if there was a hockey assist in basketball, for example, or something the like, sure, like sure. a lot of that's because the attention paid to Cole in the middle. Uh, speaking of... Cole, let's flip on the defensive end.
0: Um, something that I did notice in Saturday night's game, and I, I'd like you to kind of talk us through it a little bit, is just the growth from in the, earlier in the year. You know, first couple of games, there were times, you know, always in foul trouble. Uh, I Always, that's hard to say, but frequently in foul trouble. And that hasn't been the case here as of late. He seemed to have. Um, Receive some good coaching in
7: terms of moving the seats, going straight up, you name it. But um, it's working in his favor. Yeah, one thing we challenged him hard with Saturday morning that I was not happy with is North Decatur kept getting to our basket. Mm-hmm. Um, the scout wasn't followed very clar- carefully in regards to the Navi boy getting back to the left side. But Cole was Cole was getting too comfortable. Now, in his defense, we talk about depth, and I'll talk about some of that depth here in a second. He's, he gets exhausted, mm-hmm. but in terms of the zone, he was doing way too much just standing at the basket or under the basket and then trying to block it at the last minute. Yeah, Good varsity team's going to be able to score. It's too deep. Yeah. So he's done, he did a better job Saturday of stepping away, trying to stop the ball above the free throw, above the volleyball line that's uh-huh. that's there in the paint. or outside the lane line. Just move more, yeah. right? Move more, use that wingspan. But it's interesting to bring that up because – Cole is playing that zone really, really well, and as you saw Saturday, it allows us to get even a little bit more aggressive and further extend our zone. Yes, because we got him commanding the middle there, policing that middle for us, and a zone. And Terrence, I can't believe I'm running a zone all the time, right? I, I coach under Coach Seifert. I play a lot of man-to-man earlier, but the zone does a lot of different things with our with our short rotation. These guys don't rest in the zone. Anybody watches right. us play? Right. It's not a zone where they're standing by any means. But it does limit the amount of floor they have to cover. They're not, they're not chasing a guy cutting through screens, or not having to front and then hedge on a ball screen and do those types of things. You're playing a certain area, but also theoretically should keep you from being in such foul trouble. Right. Because if if I was going against Cole Pride, I would naturally run some ball screen action with his def- with the person he's defending. Try to get him in some hard hedges. Try to get him in some block calls against him. Try to get into the switch with a with a faster perimeter player. A lot of that's eliminated because we play the zone. Right. And these guys have got it really down really well. And yeah, for a kid Cole's size, he's been in some foul trouble, but we've got even Cade uh, Friday night, we let him play through four. Mm-hmm. They're late. So I, I got a lot of trust in these guys. We've let them play. I did not let Cade play through two on Saturday after Saturday in the first half, but typically I'll let those guys. Jack's been in some foul trouble. Got to trust him, got, got to play through them. But I thought we did that. We did take a step forward Saturday. Hopefully, identifying some depth. I thought Connor Drake gave us some good minutes throughout the weekend. Yes. In terms of how he played, and then um, we're looking at Braden Maple, Trent Lures, just to give us some perimeter depth too. And I thought Braden got in there, didn't play very many minutes Saturday, but he played those minutes in the second quarters. Cade was in foul trouble. I Thought he represented himself very well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's let's look forward <clears throat> now. This week, two opponents
0: on the schedule: uh, South Dearborn on Thursday. Um, of course, we'll have uh, that game, and then on Saturday, uh, taking on Madison. What does uh, what are those two clubs? What type of
7: um, challenges, headaches do they present? My entire focus is on Thursday's conference game, because okay. so I've not dug into this to Madison at all. South Dearborn, they got they had two LB brothers last year. One graduated. There's one back this year. He's their leading score right there, underneath twenty points a game. But Tiki, I showed our guys a quick clip tonight. We'll get into the scout tomorrow night. But Tiki, the junior yeah. guard for them, Terrence, in the Greensburg game, hit 10 threes. Wow. And Terrence, it was uh, Steph Curry-esque, NBA-esque in terms of just quick trigger, sidesteps, pump fake, let a defender fly by. He was just hot, mm. right? So I hopefully we're not on the receiving end of one of those performances in terms of because it the kid can shoot it, but that yeah. was obviously set their school record. I think our school record for many threes of the game is nine, for example. So right. Just as, and Terrence, he had one go in that hit the cable above the basket. Oh, it was just nine. He had a, he had another one go in. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty touchy foul call on on a, on a somewhat of a screen that wasn't a factor. That took another way, one way. He was on fire. So they've got those two scores that have to be the we have to know where they're at all the time in our zone. And they've got some guys to go with them. They uh, they'll do one three one. They'll pressure us a little bit. They'll press. So it's gonna they'll they'll switch man to man. So a lot of things we have to really recognize, especially the switching, because obviously if we run some items, we'll run some things specifically to get them to switch in our favor. Then can we recognize it? Right, right. So as you as you call the game up there Thursday night, you have to see how the guys do in terms of some of those realizations and, and recognizing when that's happened. But it'll be a it'll be a typical EIC game. South Dearborns. Last couple of years have been strong. They've got some experience here with this junior class and their seniors. They've got five or six seniors, I think, so they brought a lot of experience back. And they've had some success the last couple of years, and they're having success again this year. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned at the top how
0: shocking it was, hard to believe that we're already talking girls sectional, and of course that means that your section is only two weeks away and some change. And um, you know, we talked earlier about making sure that you are playing your best ball. When that time comes around, scale of one to ten, how close are you to being in
7: tournament shape? We are, and this is why I was frustrated after Friday night's game. We're right on the cusp of doing some special things. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point in the year, Terrence. I've talked to the guys about this. They've—they're the only ones that can make that happen. Right now, we can identify some things, and they—they they took those well Saturday morning. They carried over tonight well in terms of on the practice floor. We've identified some some things for them to do, but we've got to get to the point. If you remember me on Friday saying, Yep, all the credits weren't to cater. They were the victors of that game. They deserved the the recognition. But we did some things to take away our opportunity to win the game. Yeah. And last night in the football game, hate to bring this up in Batesville because we Bengals fan. <laughs> but man You've got to make the right plays at the right time, and you sure can inflict self-harm on yourself with right. penalties in basketball, with turnovers, fouls, missed layups, missed free throws. More teams lose games than teams win games. Yes. You see that in every sport. That's the that's where we're at. That's the precipice we're at. I firmly believe we'll pivot forward because these guys, you've seen us all season, they just work and work and work. They do. And they're getting that experience to go with it, and I think that will lead to a good end of the February here and then end of the state tournament. Outstanding. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate uh, your
0: time. You're always so gracious with it. Look forward to the game on Thursday night and
7: uh, good luck get your rest rest that vote those vocal cords you'll be busy this week
0: (laughs) sounds good that was bulldog head coach Eric garrett joining us on the program we will be right back to wrap things up after this on country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com the pizza rock is
5: back
3: look
2: for the pizza rock in Batesville areas parks trails or playgrounds sometimes the Rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way, we can hide it again. Redeeming The Rock will get you a credit for a large, single-topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rock.
3: For 90 years, Margaret Mary Health
5: has been serving the community with quality, compassionate care. Today, that commitment is stronger than ever, as they continue to invest in and improve services to better serve the Complex needs of the community. Although Margaret Mary is proud of their rich history and all they've accomplished in the past, they're even more excited about the future and their ability to provide outstanding care for generations to come. Margaret Mary Health, generations of care.
0: Get your business on the fast track to success in 2023 with fiber-driven technology business solutions from Great Plains Communications. Our fast, reliable internet will give you the performance that only fiber can provide with the full suite of services to fit every industry from small businesses to large enterprise. All this delivered by a local company with over a century of
4: experience. Join our network of successful businesses. Make the switch today at gpcom.com. Speeds and availability may vary by location. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ison's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI.
0: Welcome back to Coach's
4: Corner live from
0: Ison's Family Pizza. Uh, We want to thank... All of our sponsors, including Ison's, Bruns, Gutswiller, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Hurt Nelco, Fleetwood, Chevrolet, Buick, SEI Fiber from Southeastern Indiana, R.A.M.C., Mary Huntington, Allstate Insurance, Margaret Mary Health, Ivy Tech Community College, Decatur County Memorial Hospital, Goering's, Batesville, Chrysler Dodge Jeep, and Great Plains Communications, thanks to all of our guests, including... Those North Decatur Hall of Fame inductees, Coach Gary Sully, along with uh, Miss Kent, uh, for uh, being a part of the program. And then uh, special thanks to uh, head women's coach of the Lady Trojans, uh, Coach Kevin Moore. Good luck. They'll be starting sectional play tomorrow night. And, of course, we appreciate Coach Garrett in all of his time as well. Now, speaking of women's basketball and sectional play, we've got a full slate of games for you this week. Uh, kicking things off tomorrow, game time at 7 o'clock with a 6.45 pregame, we'll be bringing you North Decatur. Uh, the Lady Chargers taking on South Ripley. Then on Wednesday, Um, We'll have a double header for you there from the uh, Rushville sectional, Franklin County taking on Batesville. That's in game number one, six o'clock tip off with a 545 pregame and then immediately following that game. uh, Game number two on that night on Wednesday night will be Greensburg taking on the host team, uh, the Lady Lions of Rushville then on thursday uh boys basketball as we mentioned uh bulldogs will be hosting uh the south dearborn knights that one should be a lot of fun and then on friday sectional play will continue we'll have the winner of the franklin county uh batesville game take on the winner of the greensburg rushville game um and then saturday we'll have a game as well but that will be uh, to be determined. We'll have to see how things shake out for that one. Um, so you want to keep it locked here on 103.9 to get all that information. Or check us out online at radio.com Click on the Sports tab, then click Sports Schedule, and you'll be able to see all of that information there. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, to do it all over again. And from all of us here, including John Heil back at the station, pushing buttons, turning knobs, making things happen, we appreciate all that he does. And in the immortal words of the Hall of Famer himself, he'd tell you, Trust and believe in yourself, you've got this. This is Terrence Arney saying thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.